Whatevs. Nice. I, I gotta go grab an umbrella. I'll be right back. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Sons and Thunder moment. I'll need a minute. <laughs> Tim is now tinting. That's a we, little I, bit. That's a little bit of chicken soup for the soul. Anytime someone grabs a Thor hammer with me, that was right. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it should be required. Uh, do you, do you still, required hardware for everybody in this podcast. Do you yeah. still have the dart in your in your? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Because I shoot I shoot mine at the dog every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> How about the wife? Do you ever shoot the old wife with your yeah. dart? No. That could have that, that could have that happened. Is, that is never. Probably maybe when you're younger, but now that you're a little bit older, you know, you can't quite can't can't make it make it happen. Stop. That's right. You guys didn't buy books this week, or the your regular <laughs> books, so you haven't got Amazing Spider-Man annual yet. Uh, nor will uh, I. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I saw that it wasn't written by Dan Slott. I wasn't planning on picking it up. Should I? I really enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. Does it take place? So it's completely separate from obviously because he goes off to an alternate dimension. He doesn't go off to an alternate dimension. There's time travel involved. It's another one of Grady's, you know, basically one of Grady's uh, experiments gone bad. Like Grady from, uh, you know, Sanford and Son? No, like the the guy that works with time travel in uh, at Horizons. Oh, the guy who made the door? Yep. Okay. Bum, bum, it's, it's another one of his, his things gone wrong. No, 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 no. You gotta finish it, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop mid San Francisco. You know, for some reason, people all people at work constantly sing that too. I, I don't know why. I think about it, and I have to do it. I don't. I don't have a choice about it. It's a. It's a. It's a reflective action. This is Wayne. This is Tim. Hi. I'm Andrew. Will you be my friend today? Oh. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Look at what look at what Tim just did to you in the uh in our last risk game, then no, he won't be your friend. He will crush you. Well, I assume <laughs> that Tim might pretend to be my friend until he needs to crush me. That was funny, I told Juanita, it's like guess guess you eliminated Aaron again. She's like, He must really hate you. I do. <laughs> you know, anytime I see where when we get planted together, you know, where our, our territories match up, I'm like, God damn it. Can't him be on the other side of the world? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're still playing Risk slash Gambit over at gamesbyemail.com. Highly recommend it or any of the other fantastic free games over there. It is uh, quite addictive. Have you guys tried any of the Axis and Allies or uh, History of the World or anything yet? I, no, I, I don't want to play Diplomacy, but you guys won't play a game of it with me. I'll play. No, that'll be the end of the podcast. Yeah, I still want. I still want a podcast with you guys. So. <laughs> Babies. What's your point? Just saying. Just saying. Just go 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 get you a sugar tent. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I don't even know what that I just means. Lost it with that one, Aaron. I, I don't know what it means either, but I feel it's some 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 East Texas slang. But yeah, it pretty know. much is. Yeah, never mind. I don't know what it means, but I'm just so happy it got recorded. <laughs> I, no, not the show title. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with getting one of those. <laughs> just not really a rip. That is so the show. No. We'll work no. on things. No. Yeah, wait, go ahead and get us on Dynamite's press list after that one. <laughs> I don't know. I think those Dynamite guys might be hip to that. Hey, these guys are into sugar tips. Fuck yeah, we want to support these guys. We want these are guys we want to be in business with. Should we just restart the show? <laughs> no, this is gold. We keep going. Oh Lord. Moving on. Gold. So uh I, I uh stopped by one of my friends' house the other day. 
You have friends? I, mean, I have friends. Besides and, us? Exactly. So I have, huh. I have exactly five friends. Um, <laughs> so I am wearing my, I am wearing my, uh, my flash, uh, uh, shoes, you know, the, the, the ones that, that, that Tim loves so much. Oh, yeah. You're Chuck Taylors. Uh, Chuck Taylors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash Chuck Taylors. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I go over to my friend's house and her two, her two sons are there and, you know, one's 12, the other one's eight and they're whispering, you know, <laughs> and I hear, I hear shoes. <laughs> And, you know, so, you know, me and my friend are talking, and, and finally the boys come out and they go, your shoes are so cool. Oh. <laughs> and I said, thank you. I, I said, I like it. And, and, and it was, yeah, where did you get those? So, you know, we're talking about, those are so cool. Mom, you've got to get us some of those shoes. And I said, well, they've got a whole line of them. It's like, it's like the Justice League. You've got Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. You even got villains like the Joker. And so, you know, I'm doing the hard sell on them. <laughs> you gotta have those, and I said, "Well, your mother should absolutely buy them for you." <laughs> and so it is the it is the end of the school year this week, and you know they have the award ceremony, and one of her sons like wins multiple awards for like academics and you know citizenship and all that kind of fun stuff. And so his mom's like, "Well, what do you want as a reward?" And, and he's like, "I want those shoes." <laughs> you know, she's going off to to, to buy them shoes. And I said, "Well, you've got to get your, your your you know both sons, and then we all three of us have to get our pictures taken together as the Justice League of Shoes." So we're doing that. <laughs> so which which ones do they go for? Um, one of them's getting the uh, Green Lantern, and the other one is getting Batman. The one that's getting Batman, he he gets an award. They're all avoiding. <laughs> they're both avoiding Superman, so kudos to them. Yeah, well, and the Superman Chuck Taylors look pretty pretty sad. Yeah, but they do have uh, much like the new comic books. I'm sorry. I said much like the Superman comic books, yeah. they're sad. <laughs> Just like that. They have um, a new Justice League one that has the the Jim Lee art from the New Fifty Two Justice League number one. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, check it out online. They have design your own DC comic sneaker. Really? Through the Converse site, Converse.com. So can I design my own, you know, Jack Knight Starman sneakers? Because if so, I will be ordering those today. I, I don't know. Okay. But you can try. Just wouldn't that be cool if you had the entire gallery to work from? I mean, that would be awesome. I think it would be. Make that happen, Paul. I'll, I'll get right on that. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but... You know, ideologyofmadness.com, uh, where we host funny books and Knights of Rainsboro and all the other crap we do. Um, the original incarnation of Ideology of Madness was a uh, fanzine that me and some other friends produced back when we were in college. And so every now and again, I'm Googling to see, you know, where Ideology of Madness, you know, is linked and, you know, who's talking about it and whatnot. And I find us on Amazon this week. The old, the old uh, uh, magazine that, that me and my buddies used to produce back in college is being sold by a reseller on Amazon for $25 plus $3.49 shipping and handling. This cracked me up because, you know, this was a, a little, you know, zine that we gave out for free that someone is selling for $25. And it's I, only one issue they're selling, too. It's not like they're yeah. selling the entire run. Right, issue number so, nine. They're, and they're not even selling. They're not even selling the uh, giant double-sized anal sex issue, which was our biggest, you know, issue. So, uh, <laughs> so they're making more money off of what you did than you did. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's called capitalism. <laughs> that's called lawsuit, is what that's called. I just, I think that's hysterical that that uh, somebody actually still has a copy, and that they think someone might actually want to buy it. But if you do want to buy it, do a search on Amazon. You'll find it, and you can buy it. And then you can send it to us as a gift. <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies was asking me the other day uh, before I even found it on Amazon. He's like, "Have you ever thought about scanning those in and you know making them available on your website?" I'm like. The writing's really pretty bad. I'm not sure that anybody really wants to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, somebody doesn't. They just want to sell it. That's right. That's right. Get this well, out of my house. Hey, but you know what? 
at least it has more writing than the ideology of madness website right oh. now. Oh, oh. <laughs> that that hurts, Paul. That hurts. <laughs> Come on, Rob Hall is working hard. Yeah, yeah I was gonna is. say we have a weekly weekly yep. thing coming up. Rob no, and James are, are 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 busting their butts as hard as they can to get content onto our site, Paul. Oh, I I give them total credit. Maybe people just don't want to compete with content like an episode titled "Teeth, Testicles, and Monkeys." Was it? That that was a uh, a, a uh, defining episode. For only a, oh, only episode my wife's ever listened to. And <laughs> and what was her response? She almost passed out. She was laughing so much. Exactly. But why? Because women love my balls. Well, she got to the part we were talking about. It was like <laughs> hidden, like a little baby seal or something. It all curled up. She started laughing and laughing and couldn't catch her breath. I'm pretty sure that's not why she loved the episode, Aaron. My balls are trending. <laughs> he tried though I saw him on Twitter <laughs> I saw that as well he's like I'm going to hashtag my balls and see what happens my balls <laughs> so speaking so speaking of balls I'm going to actually go a little out of order and let's uh, let's talk about Gay Green Lantern <laughs> you know I've heard about this but I haven't read any of the, the articles talking about it yet but I just want to say I called this so on Is there a requirement to be to be a Green Lantern, you, you got to be kind of kind of queer. Well, yeah, Guy Gardner. Look at that. Hair. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's that haircut. Every rule. The exception would be Kyle. The exception would be Kyle. I mean, he's he's dated so many women that probably don't exist in con- continuity anymore because exactly. their father now is gay. Yeah, they don't hair, exist in continuity. Definitely metrosexual, if nothing else. You know, I have – I'm enjoying Earth 2 as the book so far. But I've got to say I have one big issue with the Justice Society, and it's not gay Green Lantern, although that only bugs me because it means Jade doesn't exist. But no, that's not it at all. I mean, how many, you, there are lots of uh, uh, people who don't come out until later in life. You could still have Jade. Or they could just rewrite but the continuity. They're not later in life. That's my issue. Mm-hmm. The Justice Society are all young. They weren't in, they weren't the group that inspired future superheroes. These are all late teens, early twenty something characters that were inspired by the Justice League. It's kind of the opposite of what the Justice Society always was. This is the new generation of young heroes. That's not the Justice Society to me. I'm enjoying the book, and I'm gonna keep getting her too, because I am enjoying it. But that's the one thing that really bothers me about this, is that these characters are just characters with the same name. They're not the same characters at all. They're completely new characters that have nothing to do with the originals, because the originals were the early generation that inspired everyone else, and that's not these guys Well, but I think all. that's the point. You know, I mean, I think that's the, you know, it's a new continuity, new universe, and it's hard. It's hard to let go of preconceived notions, especially with characters like the Justice Society. But, you know, the Justice Society of America was loved by, like, a handful of people. <laughs> I don't yeah, me and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and, and me, I loved the Justice Society. I mean, I collected well, over 100 be, issues of Justice Society. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. The Justice Society didn't become as awesome as we like to, to think it is until Jeff Johns started writing it. Yeah, until about ten, ten, seven years I'm, ago, something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've got all of those trades. I love that run. Um, well, and Alan Scott, for me, when I got into him, was in the Kyle, you know, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern sure, books. Sure. When he was the, again, the older Green Lantern with all this experience that... You know, was trying to teach Kyle because Kyle was dating his daughter. And to me, that's who he is because that's where I learned the character from. And now the character is someone young who was inspired by a previous generation who, you know, is now gay. Well, you know, I, I have to say I'm curious about it. I, I, uh, I, I don't have any preconceived notions about, uh, you know, making Alan Scott a, a gay character versus, you know, uh, anything else that they've changed in the new 52. I, I just I, hope in his experimental phase he had Jade. Because I really <laughs> like the character of Jade, and I want her to exist. Yeah. So if if he experimented and knocked up his teenage girlfriend before he decided that he was gay, you know, I'm going to be a little bit cooler with it. Because mm-hmm. I want that character to exist. So is that, is really that your like big Jade. objection? You just need Jade to exist? 
Honestly, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you notice that no one cares about Obsidian. Just saying. No, I, well, I hate Obsidian. Obsidian. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could care less about them making him a gay character. That, that's fine. If they want to make him gay, they can make him gay. I think Wayne I shares my affection gay. for hot green women. So, yes. Yeah. Like but she back to the Marvel days and Jade and yeah. Jade, Jade doesn't have to be Alan Scott's daughter to be in the New Fifty Two. This is true. She could just be have a different. She could have a whoa, different. Whoa, yeah, well, it's just kooky talk. I know they're. Re- it's not like they're rewriting the whole universe. <laughs> is it is it a cop out for them to put the gay character in the Air Two book? Ah, uh, no. you know. I mean, it, it it seems like it to me, but I don't read Air Two. <clears throat> I don't know how it you know necessarily ties into the, the regular DC universe per se, like in the overall scheme of things. So to me, when I read that, I'm like, I don't know. I think they kind of half did what they wanted you know, to do. I would say, I might say it was a cop-out if it were a new character on Earth 2, but they took a Golden Age character and did it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't, that's not a cop-out. He's, this is the Golden Age Green Lantern that they just, that they're making gay. Well, you know what's crazy? So I, I don't that's think that's going to be in other books as things move forward. What, what's funny to me, though, is all the media attention this is getting. Because, you know, there already is someone in the main DC universe, that's gay. Kyle Rayner? <laughs> oh, Guy Gardner. No. Guy Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Kane, Batwoman. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at all the press she got when they created her, though. That well, was a media storm. And I get that. So why is it a big deal now, is my point. Well, it's, I, I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that, you know, Marvel's doing their thing with, uh, with North Star who has been out for a while, but hey, he's getting married. And I think that, you know, what what DC has learned from Marvel is that you have got to be in the news. You know, Marvel has been very successful in doing their press releases, being on the cut pages of USA Today. You know, uh, just last week they were on The View. You know, DC's trying to master that as well, and that's kind of been their, their whole strategy since the new 52. You know, they're going to be topical, they're going to be in the news, and this is just one of those things. So, yeah, I... I, I I think that, that a lot of this is marketing. They're in the business of selling books, and they're going to do whatever they can do to be in the page. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I've got to be honest. I'm totally okay with Alan Scott being gay. I'm sorry. Same here. Yeah. I mean, i got to be honest. I don't really give a crap about Jade. I don't Whoa. Really, but I just don't know Jade as a character. I mean, I read Justice Society, but there were so many characters at one point. <clears throat> okay, let me, let me just describe her character for you. Okay, she's Paul? green and on fire, right? She, she's green and hot. That's all you need to know about Jay. That's all I need to know. That is all you need to know. So I was reading one of the uh, the articles about this just now, and the, uh, the the author said that one of the reasons he chose to do this was because by de aging he got rid of Obsidian, who was you know who was an openly gay character as well, and he he wanted to make Alan Scott gay to make up for losing uh, the gay Obsidian. I don't think I recall Obsidian being gay. I do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you don't remember the uh, all anal sex he, issue of Justice Society. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to think no, no, of like was... that because he spent so much time not in actual human form. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every every Obsidian story I've ever read always had Obsidian doing something schmucky. You know, yeah. it was never anything about his personal life. It was just him being used by another villain or something like that. But yeah. which is why he sucked as a character. Exactly. Yeah, he was Did never he, in control. Anybody who spent like ten issues in the form of an egg. Probably exactly. not a character. Exactly. Well, and also <laughs> bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think Alan Scott or Obsidian, maybe both of them died in the pre-New 52 universe. I believe Obsidian did. Obsidian had been turned into this egg thing and wasn't able to interact with the world anymore. I don't know if he was really dead. Well, I mean, in the last arc of Justice Society, I mean. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember. Pre pre fifty two because well, yeah so there's no post. Are you talking about the yeah. Matt Sturgis run, Paul? No, I'm talking about who was the last writer on that with um, Isn't it Matt Sturgis, Scott Collins on art. Oh no, no, uh, the last run of, of the the main JSA title was Bill Willingham. No, um, it was that was uh, Justice Society All Stars. This one was um, God, I had his name. On the tip of my Al Robinson the third. Put kick a donkey po dunk. Sure. No, it was Mark Guggenheim. Pistachio. It was Mark Guggenheim. 
Is Kick it down high. to porn stash would neither one be involved in a story that <laughs> took the character down to just being an A. <laughs> no, it was the one where, um... says that is an injustice. <laughs> it was the one where Flash became mayor of a city or something like that. It was a good arc, actually. Okay. Tim, I, I, tried for you. I, I tried to transition it. I really did. <laughs> well, here's what I want to know. Alan Scott... Gay, new, you know, Golden Age Green Lantern. But are we going to be able to use him to just whoop the hell out of the other heroes of the DC universe in the new Injustice Gods Amongst Us fighting game coming out from DC? So I have to say, I don't like fighting games because I want a, I want a story in my games. But the video for this, the story in your game, is that you're beating up other heroes. That's in villains. villains. Not enough for me though. But I watched, I did watch a trailer for this game, and. It was, uh, the trailer was very cool watching. And, like, they showed what I have to assume is Superman's finishing move, where in this video he uppercuts some, uppercuts Flash into outer space, flies up to him just in time, and gives him, like, the double axe handle punch downward until he smashes into the ground. That is an awesome finishing move that Flash couldn't survive. Well, you know, it's a it's a video game. It's a fighting game, and I think there's a lot of stuff that happens in those games that people wouldn't survive, <laughs> uh, especially since... <laughs> one, of the, one of the other things that bothers me, though, in fighting games is you should never have Superman and Batman in the same fighting game. If you want Superman to fight Batman, they're not going to fight each other with punches and kicks because Superman could kill gonna, Batman with his pinky. They'll fight each other with Nerf bats. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying it's. I don't like the idea of a DC fighting game. I never have. Well, you know, it, I, I like Mortal Kombat versus DC though. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have played that Mortal Kombat versus DC universe. I don't. I don't care for company crossovers. It wasn't very graphic. The violence was very toned down. Correct. Game, correct. And I did I not care fun. for it for that reason. See, I thought it was fun. You know, I, yeah, I know it was toned down, but I enjoyed the game. And you want to see Superman rip some guy's arm off? Is that true? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. And then stuff it down his throat. I prefer it if he uses it to beat the other guy with. But uh, <laughs> but this new one coming out is from the same guys who did the Mortal Kombat relaunch. Uh, late last year, early this year, yeah. um, which really kind of reinvigorated the line. So uh, I, I, I'm really kind of interested in it. I'm, 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 I hadn't heard about it before uh, uh, today, but I, after reading through it, looking at the trailer, I'm kind of excited about this. Here's, here's the move I want Superman to have in the fighting game, is I want him to be able to, to grab the other guy's hands and beat the other guy with his own hands and have Superman say, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? That's the move I, I want. I assume that'll be downloadable content. <laughs> yeah. Well, the move I want is Superman to just stand there while the other characters are punching him and be like, "Don't you know who I am?" No, I just I want I want to be able to play Superman as my older brother. I want him to be able to, <laughs> to sit on somebody's chest and tickle them until they pee themselves. <laughs> and why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, that's what I want to do. So, note to self. Don't play anybody else online <laughs> in Injustice Gods Among Us. Oh, you're you're playing me, big boy. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna throw down. Your dislike of of multiplayer games is going to end with this because I, I want to uh, I want to whoop on you some. Well, no, no. Let me let me put it out there. I don't dislike multiplayer games. I dislike playing with people I don't know. I guess we did play Gears of War once. Yeah, but we had some crappy connection. We did, but no, I'm 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 looking forward to Injustice Gods Among Us. I think the graphics are awesome. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And yeah, I know it's a fighting game, but you know, Marvel versus Capcom was too, and a lot of people love that. So well, it's I, just it's just it's just a question if you're a fan of the genre. If you don't like fighting games, obviously you're not going to enjoy this game. If you like fighting games, this looks like a really good fighting game. Exactly. You know, if you don't like fighting games, you've got Batman Arkham City to keep you watching. Which is really really good. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah, it's great. You know what else is really, really good, though? The Green Lantern it. animated series finale? Yes, yes, Gay Green Lantern, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> How can this show be good, though? The oh, the art doesn't look good. I, you know, I and I know we've talked about this on the show before, I generally don't care for this kind of animation, but it works so well. Oh, I know. The series. And i got to tell you, the season finale for Green Lantern, was off the charts awesome. And I, 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 I spent my entire time watching this series this season going, why, why, 
wasn't the movie written half as well. You yeah. know, you know, I, I, it's, I mean, it's twelve episodes, right? At twenty, twenty minutes apiece, right? That's what, like two and a half hours worth of TV. That's a whole, that's a lot more TV. Than that. That's a lot more. It's probably four yeah. hours. Yeah, but you know, but you know, you could trim the fat. <laughs> And, you could have trimmed the fat down to the basic storyline, and this could have been the your movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Except for okay. about half of the episodes that didn't have to do with anything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this, I have to tell you, they spent so much more time on the animation for the finale, you know, and oh, watching it in was... HD. It was, I mean, it was incredible. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, Kilowog had amazing moments on the show. They had good use of Saint Walker on the show. Good use of Mogo on yeah. the show. Yeah, the, the, the season finale has Kilowog, Saint Walker, and Mogo versus an armada of Red Lanterns. And and that armada, I mean, you know, generally when you see that kind of scale in animation, you see a lot of reused shots. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of that. No, it was it was as well done as Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Fuck yeah, it was so good. And then I didn't hate Carol Carol uh, uh, Ferris. Yeah, in this, and I normally always hate Carol Ferris. It was just a really well done show, and I was surprised it was only twelve episodes. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that seems like a finale. Yeah, <laughs> when I watched it, if they didn't come back for a second season, and and I believe they are, I think that this the show has been very successful for them. Mm-hmm. If they didn't come back for a second season, that would have been a satisfying end to the series. Yeah, you know, I mean, I w- I was stunned at how good it was. So I don't know if it's still airing on Cartoon Network right now, but if you get the opportunity, watch that show. And I gotta tell you, I'm buying this thing on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, it is that pretty. I will be picking it up on Blu-ray. And it's it's that rewatchable too. I mean, it's yeah. really damn good. And you know, you have Red Lanterns, Blue Lanterns, Green Lanterns. Um, you know, it's a, you know, you got all of those in the series. And I gotta tell you, the uh, animation on Atrocitus. In this episode, was downright chilling in places. Yeah. I was a little surprised at how rough they made him look um, in some of those final scenes. In that, you know, in the hour that this is broadcast, is is really for a younger audience. Uh, I was surp- I was surprised that they didn't, you know, kitty it up. Yeah, it's kind of nice that DC, you know, because for a while they kind of neutered their cartoons. Yes. And, uh, you know, between this and Young Justice, you know, they're showing blood again and bruises again. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a little more, it, it's a nice, more mature take for, yeah. you know, their animated series. And, uh, you know, Green Lantern, absolutely. 12 episodes. I'm sure it's going to come out on DVD and Blu ray sometime soon. Pick it up. It's totally worth it. If you enjoy the Green Lantern comic books, it's, it's right up your alley. Well, th- and, and, and watch I, Young Justice too because I just got caught up on this season and it is incredible. Yeah, the season's really good. It will it will really uh, uh, rinse the taste out of your mouth that uh, the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds left. Rinse that know. Ryan Reynolds taste right out of your mouth. Yeah, right out of your mouth. You know, and and you know, right now I'm I'm very concerned about Ryan Reynolds being cast in the new Highlander movie as the Highlander. I I, I might not be able to ever look at Ryan Reynolds. Ever. Yeah, that's a little uh, disappointing to me. Yeah, that's a whole lot disappointing to me. <laughs> we, we all know the Highlander has to be played by a French actor. <laughs> so weird. Has to be a Scottish guy played by a French guy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, See, it just doesn't work. I don't have a problem with Ryan Reynolds because he wasn't what was wrong with Green Lantern. I thought he would be what was wrong with Green Lantern, but he wasn't what was wrong with Green Lantern. The script was what was wrong with Green Lantern. And the art direction and the direction. And yeah. just about everything else we, with that film. Yeah, it wasn't him, though. He was actually surprisingly fine, which is sad. Mm. Yeah, but I, I'm still not buying him as Highlander. Sorry. I mean, neither. Me neither. Okay, well, I, I Green Lantern, the Green Lantern animated series can do a whole lot. I don't know that it's going to be able to help us out with with the Highlander. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what might help us out with Wonder Woman? Hmm. Is the new Amicami comicsology or a digital comic uh, with Wonder Woman this week? And right. uh, I know that Andrew read it. I, I did. You know, it's it's the part of this new line of things that are in. You know, they have this this line of bust they make of, of these anime takes on their famous female heroes. I wonder what are only female, huh? But it's written <laughs> by Jimmy. Paul Miotti and Justin Gray. The art's done by Amanda Connor. Uh, they start with started with Wonder Woman one. They're going to be three issue runs. Although I have a feeling if they do well, we'll be seeing more of them. 
Yeah. For night. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say for 99 cents, this was a hell of a good read. This was a hell of a good read and beautifully illustrated by Amanda Connor. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Ms. Connor's artwork. I loved her, uh, her, her take on Power Girl. Um, this book is great. I love, you know, they're doing the, the history pieces of, uh, you know, uh, Themyscira and uh, the Amazons, and I just love the, the, the style she used to represent that. Like the little uh, Greek uh, art style. Yeah. Uses. yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, this whole book, it, it read so well, and it's, you know, it's designed for the for the digital platform, not nearly as uh, intuitive or as uh, uh, well-expressed as, say, Marvel's Infinite Comics, but I thought this served really well in the digital platform. But a hell of a lot I better than Justice League Beyond. Oh yeah, much better. Oh yeah, I say I haven't yeah. bought it, but that cover looks really good. It is so good, and you know, and I'm not a big anime style kind of guy, and fortunately, that's not played up a lot here. No, but you know, I just you could lift all the word balloons out, and I'm not saying that the, that the writing isn't strong, but you could lift all the word balloons out, and I would be happy just to look at the pages because they are beautifully rendered. Well, it, and this is honestly the best Wonder Woman story I've read since since Flashpoint. Yeah, I mean, since, since uh, issue two in the <laughs> in, in Flashpoint. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is this is really good. You know, it's it's an invasion of uh, of uh, the Isle of Amazons, and you know, Wonder Woman and her sisters dealing with that, and it's just just a fantastic book. Well, I love the beginning where she's out there sparring with the three Minotaurs. Uh huh. Yeah, and the Minotaurs are trash talking her. And then Queen Hippolyta shows up, and all four of them are like, "Oh, we're in so much trouble." Their eyes—that that one panel <laughs> of the four of them, like looking after the queen, starts yelling at them—is just priceless. Yeah, it's this whole don't. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Book. It is. It is. You know, and, and for ninety-nine cents, uh, I, I don't see how I'm not going to try out the others in this series. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up the second one in this, but they're also going to do Batgirl. Power Girl, Supergirl. There's one called Duella Dent. I don't know what that is. I think that's the. She's the Joker's yes. daughter. Yeah. A Duella. Dent. Oh, okay. Not legit. She's yet. not. She's not actually Joker's daughter. That's the. That's what the character goes as, though. Mm-hmm. She calls herself Joker's daughter. What are her powers? She's batshit crazy. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's batshit crazy. And she's funny. That's about it. But again, for ninety nine cents. I don't think there's any reason for anyone on digital comics not to pick this up and see yeah. if they like it or not. No, it was really good. It's highly recommended. I do like Amanda Connor art, so I might have to pick it up. It's the, gorgeous. The style that she uses for this is just just breathtaking. I, I tried to buy it while I was sitting here, but I don't have my wallet and my card in here to put in all my information. I Otherwise, Paul's. I just have it saved out. I just realized it. <laughs> More digital uh, comics talk. That's, otherwise, that's we would have had our first digital comics purchase on air. Well, <laughs> you know, I remember how much you enjoyed Wonder Woman before the New 52. And, and, Tim, I'm just saying, I think you'd really enjoy this first issue as well. You know what's sad is I, I got caught up on the uh, the Brian Azzarello that, uh, Wonder Woman book. Uh-huh. Don't don't even say it, Paul. Don't you even say it. Don't you do it, Paul. Don't you do it. It's it's not bad. It's really <laughs> it's not bad. bad. It's abysmal. No, yeah, but you liked the first issue, and we thought it was horrible. No, I did. Yeah, and and if, yeah. it, it's it's definitely an acquired taste, and it definitely doesn't feel like it's integrated with the rest of the universe. Um, yeah, you have to acquire the taste of poop to enjoy. It. <laughs> I was going to say Alan Moore has an acquired taste too, Paul, but I'm not putting that in my mouth either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, show title. Um, many tentacled penis about. <laughs> uh, yeah, can, can, how many episode titles can we reference? Testicles or penises? <laughs> as many as Aaron wants. No, but it's not a bad book. It's, it's really not. I, I I wouldn't recommend it to you guys because it's so vastly different. But it, it's, it's if you like Vertigo and Fables and stuff like that, it reads a lot like that. Well, how, how does it read like, does it read anything like Grim Leaper? It reads nothing like Grim Leaper. Ah. Sorry. Okay, well, I just, you know, I thought I'd try. <laughs> well, because this week was a, a kind of a fifth week. Not kind of a fifth week. It was a fifth week. <laughs> um, you know, there weren't a lot of releases from the big two. 
So we kind of branched out, experimented, you know, Amy Comedy Wonder Woman. And we also we experimented, and now we're like Alan Scott. Exactly. Yeah. Heck, two of you didn't even go to your comic store. This is true. And Three of us. I didn't. Four of us. Okay, everyone except for me didn't go to the comic <laughs> store. But I did read Grim Leaper number one from Image Comics. Um, yes, which reads nothing like Wonder Woman. But it reads kind of like two. <laughs> and Quantum Leap. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're right. It does. It does. So, uh, what did you guys think of uh, Grim Leaper number one? It was quirky. I really enjoyed it. It was. Uh, I can't really compare it to much that you guys haven't already compared it to. But it was a very different kind of story with a different kind of art and. I I found myself enjoying it. I read it very quickly, and I wanted issue two. That's not out yet. Yeah, I'll I'll put it out there. You know, it's the story is about a guy who jumps from body to body, literally right before they die. So it's kind of like Quantum Leap meets Final Destination a little bit, um, but it's also a love story because apparently he meets a woman who also has the same skill. If Final Destination is a good thing to compare it to, because the deaths tend to be, you know accidental deaths or something where you know it's just everything aligned perfectly for this person to die yeah and they even reference I like, the, I like this okay I was gonna say I like the story concept I'm not as big a fan of the art the art is definitely the art is similar to Chew um, it's very exaggerated kind of outlandish cartoony art but if, I think it fits the quirkiness of the story so Tim what do you think of the book I like the I like the story. I um it's a, it's it's an interesting concept. I'm not so sure. you know some of the dialogue wasn't necessarily clicking out with me though, but it was interesting. I I think it I think it's worth you know a flip through for just about anybody that mm-hmm. um you know likes you know, a strange kind of tale. You know there's there's almost a uh, Groundhog Day uh, feeling to it as well. Yeah, I can see that. Because because he's staying in the same locale, so I can see, you know, as the story develops, him leaving things for himself. So as he, you know, jumps into a new body, he's not always starting from ground zero. Yeah, and I was amused that he went to his own funerals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, because he's he's it, he's not just jumping to a place; he's jumping to a time. It's kind of you know he's kind of set in the same time, which means there are a whole lot of people dying around the same time. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I think I was mostly sold on the quirkiness of the book when he's hitting on someone at his own funeral. Yeah. And uh, talking about how, you know, they always say that this is easy, but it never actually works. And it's like the 13th time he's hit on people at a funeral and he's never picked anyone up. Yeah. But you got to keep trying, man. Yeah. You got to keep trying. Keep hope alive. Eventually, the law of averages works out in your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I dug Grimly I'm in for number two. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're curious about it, I would say if you like books like Chew or Infinite Vacation, you'd probably dig Grimleaper. Yeah, it's got kind of got that quirky feel to it. A complete opposite from the feel you get from America's Got Powers <laughs> number two. Exactly. So you know, we all loved America's Got Powers number one. Those of us who were cool enough to read it, yes, that's right. So uh, so, what'd you guys think of number two? Fantastic. God, I love this book. It is a good book. It's a really good book. It is really a good book. I like that that uh, we're not wasting a whole lot of time in the unraveling of the story. Um, I like that, you know, because the big question is, you know, how is uh, how are they going to get this guy to fight? Because, you know, he's not a, he's, he's a lover, not a fighter. And uh, they waste no time in issue two. That, that, that issue is resolved. Well, I think it's only a four-issue miniseries, isn't it? I think I read that on the cover. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I saw that, because I think at the top left of issue of the cover, it says, like, issue two of four. Huh. I also told you that last time you guys talked about issue number one, and you were disappointed then, too. And nobody really listens to you, Tim. <laughs> or Wayne or <laughs> I don't know who Thanks. should be more offended, Tim, you or me. And it's actually two of six. It's not two of four, so Tim. come on, get your back straight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I I, I think uh, you know we really dug issue one, and I think issue two is just as strong as issue one. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. 
the Brian Hitch artwork is fantastic, and I'll say the same thing that I said last time. This is not a book meant for the digital platform. This is a print book. <laughs> yeah, agreed. You know, it, it really does need to be be picked up in paper. It's funny. It reads a lot like a Mark Millar book. Or yes, Mark it Miller does. Book, but and I wonder, do we, the... feel that, do we feel that way because Hitch is drawn it? We're just so used to seeing you know, Mark Miller with, uh, with, with Hitch. And maybe that's what it is. But, I mean, you know, it reads like a – you know, because Mark Miller writes a lot of his stuff – with, you can tell he's writing like a, he's writing it to see it as a movie screenplay, right? You know, right. so you've got widescreen and you've got the Image Comics presents, you know, America's Got Powers type, right. you know, layout. So you're right; it could be that you know we're used to the Hitch layout, but I mean, it, it's um, it, it's like a Mark, Mark Millar book without the 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 dickishness. <laughs> you, know, you know, the part that I, I really liked about this book was that. There's a scene where he's talking to his, you know, mandible girlfriend or, or friend or whatever, and, she, you know, she's leading the uh, we're not fighting kind of resistance movement or whatever, and she and she takes him aside, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, it's going to be one of those scenes where she's like, you don't ever give up on your principles. You be at rock. You don't, you don't change. You don't ever change. And she's like, no, they're going to make you fight. It's going to happen. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, thank goodness because i was like oh he's going to be so tormented this whole time with this you know unrealistic expectation that he's trying to uphold but yeah. no it, she was even you know she's like it's going to happen just try to be true to yourself yeah I, i'm concerned about next issue when he when he starts getting into the fights because this is one of those books and i talked a little bit about this when we talked about the hypernaturals where it's made up of a team that all have similar costumes and like yeah. how I'm, I'm just not big on that concept of a team with like they all have the same costume. I'm hoping there's enough difference in the characterization and the costumes that I don't feel like it's just all one character, sure, with different powers. Um, so because it seems like that stuff is going to take front and center as we get further into the series. So we'll see. But I've, I have absolutely enjoyed issue one and two so far. I think this is going to make a dynamite collection. Oh yeah, when it comes I mean, out. I can see this being a beautiful hardback. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I can't wait for that to be on my shelf. But don't wait this, for the trade. Pick it up. No, now. don't pick it up now. It is it is worth it. But I imagine, you know, uh, a beautiful hardcover, absolute kind of collection on this. I, I just think it will be gorgeous, and I I really see it as oversized. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I see it, I see it as one of those larger hardbacks versus the uh, you know the standard size because these the, the the art on the page is just just explodes off the page. Yeah. So speaking of beautiful beautiful, what did you guys think of Magdalena? Yeah, I was about to say. Speaking of trade waiting, huh. if you wait, it wasn't me. Hey, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, delays uh, unfortunately have killed the Magdalena. Uh, this is issue 12 is the last issue of Magdalena, and we'll be talking with Ron Mars in the next couple of weeks about. You next know, the couple cancel- weeks, we're talking to him Tuesday. Talking to him Tuesday, but you'll be hearing it in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> you'll be hearing it on Wednesday. You'll be hearing it on Wednesday. That's right. We're dropping that episode on Wednesday, so you're you're going to get our Ron Mars interview, a timely Ron Mars interview this Wednesday. Yeah. So Aaron is committing to staying up late editing Tuesday. Is what I'm. Hearing. That is correct. Or he's committing to editing this part of the episode before he releases it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the Magdalena, issue 12, last issue of the series, unfortunately, because uh, I really enjoyed this series. Yeah, no, I did, too. I, I, I love the character. I've loved the, the artwork and the writing on it. This has been just a – it really scratches that itch for me. And just disappear? Oh. Yeah, it really scratches that itch for me with – you know the uh, the supernatural, uh, you know Vatican politics, uh, the 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 long history of of the Magdalena and the, and the Spear of Destiny. I just that kind of thing just really turns me on. And, and I, she's hot. And she's hot. And I just I, I hate that we're losing this series. It's a it's a very cool concept, and it's sad that they're not going to get to explore more of it. Yeah, because it seems like I mean, there's been a lot of setup. There has been a lot of setup for for future storylines, and it seems like there's this ongoing arc that they're building towards, and unfortunately we're just not going to see it happen. Though, you know, he did say, if you read uh, his article on CBR, that Magdalena will be popping up in the Artifacts book, which I guess is good. You know, it's like if, if you write one book and it gets canceled, then you can always incorporate it into the big book that incorporates the whole universe. 
Right. And I, th- I think that Well, and, and Magdalena has kind of existed outside of the Top Cow reboot. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be drawing her into the rebooted universe. Yeah, and I wonder if she'll still have the Spear of Destiny because the artifacts are all under different uh, owners yeah. in the new universe. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that shakes out. You know what she's really missing as a character? Robotic parts. <laughs> if she were, say, bionic, maybe True. the book would still be going. True. Now, you know, on the bionic woman, I was the only one reading the bionic books over at uh, Dynamite and uh, here on the podcast, not in the world. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I discovered something about uh, bionic woman issue number one that I knew would hook my good friend Andrew. And so I, uh, I gifted him the bionic woman issue one over on comiXology because fan favorite, Paul Tobin is writing that book. And, you know, Andrew and I love Paul Tobin's work on spider girl. And so uh, Andrew read issue one, and as I understand it, read issue two. Andrew, tell us what you think of the Bionic Woman. I did plunk down my own hard-earned money for issue two, you know, written by Paul Tobin. And he continues to do a great job uh, kind of writing this, I mean, it's essentially a spy book, uh, kind of a covert spy-on-the-run type story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does a great job with the Bionic Woman. I, I, I love the supporting cast. I love this girl, Nina, that he drew in at the end of issue one and continues to have an issue to him. And it, I, I was kind of sad because I figured Nina would disappear once, you know, she moved on. But it seems like she's going to be part of the storyline for a while. Uh, they kind of really flesh out more about what's going on, what the plot is. Issue one is very much backstory. Issue one is very much like a giant dump of backstory right. to tell you who the Bionic Woman is, how she got where she is, and what's going on. And this one takes the narrative forward. Yeah, well, issue two is very much in the moment. And the thing that I have enjoyed most about issues one and two, uh, in comparison to the Bionic Man story that, that is, uh, you know, eight or ten issues in, um, it wasted no time in having Jamie Summers being Bionic. You know, it wasted no. no time in having her doing stuff as a Bionic person. Whereas it seemed like we just waited forever in the Bionic Man pages for Steve Austin to get going. And, I mean, we are seeing Jamie Summers just taking people apart. I mean, it is so fantastic to, you know, to watch her, to, to see the panel. She walks into the house, and you're, you're, you're seeing the view of the house outside, and the next, you know, two panels later, you're just seeing bodies flying out the window. Well, doesn't that make sense, though, Aaron? A woman's always ready. It takes a while sometimes for a man to be ready to go. Um, yeah, I mean, she's jumping. My experience, just <laughs> you're doing. And maybe that says more about you, Paul, than it does about yeah. So she jumps two stories at a time. You know, she's ditting car hoods with her fist. Uh, she's uh, it, it, she's doing some pretty awesome. She's hacking networks. She's shutting things down. She's getting new identities. Buying airline tickets in her brain. Yeah, you know, because she's she's plugged in. She's got wireless wherever she goes. You know, you know. She, what I would like to see is I would like to see like a special little uh, like little cube with a particular font around it and then describing because, you know, you can't see the wireless transaction she's doing. Yes. I would love to see like a little box with a certain little look to it that just indicated what was going on with her brain electronically, that she was hacking this, hacking that. Yeah, it's almost like a spider sense effect or something where you could just, you know, you, there'd be a tell there so that you'd know what was going on versus right. her telling you what she's doing. Yeah, because right now she's got Nina there as they're running through the streets, so she has someone to explain to right. her what's, what she's doing. But that's going to get old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are, are, are you enjoying it, Andrew? I am. I'm glad you turned me on to it. And uh, uh, I, I'm kind of curious to see where the plot line goes. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little worried for her at one point in this book, but, but thank God for Nina. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good stuff. She's got a sidekick. So I, I'm digging it. I, I really am enjoying both of the Bionic books over at uh, Dynamite. Uh, highly recommended. So, Paul, how many books are we reading at Dynamite right now? Um, at least three or four. Well, we're reading. I'm reading. I'm reading Bionic Man. Mm-hmm. Andrew and I are both reading Bionic Woman. Uh, we're reading The Shadow. Shadow. And there's what three of us reading The Shadow. Mm-hmm. We're reading we're, Spider. The Spider, yeah. yes. And there's three of us reading that, I think. And we're going to be reading Prophecy next week. That's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dynamite is doing some dynamite work over there right now. I'm, I'm, I'm really digging the stuff that Dynamite's putting out. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really pretty excited about Prophecy with Ron Mars coming out next week. Yeah, that is that is ultra sexy. I can't wait to see it. The book I never talk about, uh, The Boys, is finally wrapping up over at Dynamite, too. And it's, uh, it's, it was a... They always plan for it to be a single, you know, really long arc. Like, it's a maxi series of 60-something issues. But it has been incredible since the beginning, too. And that, that's like a preacher, but, but also by Garth Ennis. You know, just kind of the 60-something issue arc. So uh, next week, Prophecy Number 1 comes out, uh, written by friend of the podcast, Ron Mars. And remember, we'll have our Ron Mars interview up later this week. And uh, what else is coming out this week, Paul? Artifacts Number 18, also by Ron oh. Mars. It's the conclusion of the first arc, and I have read it, and it is awesome. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, Secret Number 2 from Image Comics and Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Avengers vs. X-Men Number 5. Before Watchmen, Minutemen number one comes out next week also. Woo! All right. I'm very excited, but I understand that this is where Tim will be boycotting our show. Ah. Yes, we're going to lose Tim for a while. (laughs) And Valiant has two releases next week, Harbinger and Exo Manowar. And that's the issue for Harbinger. I am so excited about Harbinger. That that was my favorite title for a long time. I, I could not be more excited about that book coming out. Wayne, after I read the preview from uh, Free Funny Book Day, Free Comic Book Day, I, I'm excited about harboring, Harbinger as well. God, I can't talk so much. About Harboring Harbinger? So, yeah, so I Harboring used, Harbinger. I used to like the original enough that that was my, my handle on BBSs back in the day. And I met a girl off of a BBS. Because, because you're old. <laughs> so I met a girl off of a BBS and dated her, and she never wanted to use my real name. She never bothered with it, even though we interacted in person. She always just called me Harbinger. That is just so weird. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> not out of Please all. awkward confessions. <laughs> you know, is it is it kind of sad the book I'm least excited about is Avengers vs. X-Men 5? I think Yes, that is sad. That's sad. because it has a track record. Not sad for you. Sad for Avengers vs. X-Men. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about all these other books that are coming out, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. And then I hear Avengers vs. X-Men, and I'm finally like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah seven more issues to go, and yeah, that's still <laughs> happening. <laughs> still, still going on. Hmm. Maybe it'll be better this week. Well, I, it looks like we got a good week of books coming out next week, so I'm excited. Woo! Woo! <laughs> you guys have a good week. Bye, everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. My balls are trending.